Mike Gundy's Gritters galloped from Stillwater to face the intrepid Iowa State Cyclone. Both teams' offensive woes were at the top of mind of football fans who were wondering if either team could capture any concoction of offense. Initially, the Cowboys and Cyclones couldn't get anything going, trading punts on each of their first two forays with the football. Then the two teams traded touchdowns. The expected offensive snooze fest turned into a semi-shootout in the second quarter. Then the two teams traded punts again, then back to timely touchdowns, tying the contest at 14-14. The Cyclones cashed in two more field goals. The Cowboys got one field goal to head into half down 2017. The Cyclones captured an errant Cowboys pass, but couldn't capitalize. However, the Clones forced a quick Cowboys punt. Iowa State then struck on a 26-yard spiral to take a 10-point supremacy 27-17. The Cowboys sliced the lead to 7 when they sweetly struck a fabulous 53-yard field goal. However, the Clones countered with a swift 6-play drive for 6, extending their lead 34-20. The Cowboys and Cyclones couldn't muster up any more points on each of their next two possessions as they both punted the pigskin powerfully. The Cowboys caught fire and found the end zone to slice the Clones' lead to 7. The Cowboys defense corralled the clones and forced a three and out, giving them one last shot to tie the contest. Gundy's gunslinger ran out of ammo on the final drive, and Iowa State intercepted the final fourth down pass that captured the contest. Iowa State 34, Oklahoma State 27. Welcome, everyone, to the Swifty Community Podcast. This is where we talk about Taylor Swift all the time. I'm excited to see her at Kansas City Games. Uh, I think that she's going to be very happy as a Chiefs fan. I saw her so happy. You know, I'm just happy she's happy. That's where I'm at. She's gone through so much. Anyone else have any good hot Taylor Swift takes? I am truly and unironically looking forward to Swifty speedrunning the Chiefs mascot discourse, which appears to already be happening. Is this going to be, is this how we're going to get rid of it? Or get Maybe. rid of the shop because of Swifties? Maybe. Good God. Well, as always, I'm Jordan. And with me tonight, we have Beth, Pit Girl, and Arthur on the ones and twos. Beth, how are you? I'm swell. I just It was just a good old-fashioned day. Good. Pit Girl? Today was good. Local library book sale was today. Got a lot of books for $10 because it was bag day. Support your local libraries, folks. Uh, Kamish may be here soon. He may not be. He is recovering from his trip that he will talk about. But I would first like to start with some discourse about Pittsburgh salads. Because <laughs> today on Twitter, I saw something. It was a Pittsburgh salad that was listed as having these ingredients. Mixed greens, hard-boiled eggs, finger-link potatoes, cucumbers, tofu, and dressing. I need some opinions on that. This is a crime against God. If by tofu, they mean extra French fries. And if by dressing, they mean only ranch. What is then? Is that what the dressing is on a Pittsburgh salad? Like, okay, you can get whatever you want, but the traditional dressing is ranch. I can't imagine asking someone asking for like a nice vinaigrette. No, it's more like I would like an additional salad bowl, and if you fill that with ranch, that would be swell. I the fingerling potatoes have to be the fry, like analogy here, right? I mean, yes, but this is way too fancy, and also Pittsburgh salad should have steak or chicken. But preferably steak on it. Is that the, t- is that the tofu then? It's I, tofu. We, we've, made a mis- we've made several mistakes that have taken us away from God's light in this salad. Mm-hmm. 
because most Pittsburgh salads are, I mean, you're talking majority meat and French fry mm -hmm. with a side of side salad that it happens to be sitting on. Mm -hmm. uh, I will drop into the chat the picture of the salad so you guys can see it. Oh, this was all over my Twitter timeline. Oh, I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> I didn't encounter this today because I was busy entertaining a two-year-old. Because it's got like it's it you know it looks like a niçoise almost. What? In no, no. First of all, the proper packaging for a Pittsburgh salad is styrofoam. Let's say this is in like a nice stainless or steel like bowl with tongs. Diner plate. Like this is a dinner-sized salad for one person on a white diner plate. Yep. I just can't fathom walking up and being like, oh, a Pittsburgh salad. Well, that's what this is. This is a Pittsburgh salad. You will note that the primary color is brown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It bothers me how white the countertop that they're serving the salad on is. I don't want any sort of countertop that white for a Pittsburgh salad. That's too messy for that counter. Oh, like it's mm -hmm. going to just get covered in debris? Mm-hmm. I love in the picture of the Pittsburgh salad that you sent us. There are like little bits of romaine lettuce and cherry tomatoes in the background, like out of focus. Like, oh, look, this person just had so many extra vegetables they were throwing on this fry and steak monstrosity. Yes. Pittsburgh salad should be served on a surface that looks kind of like this. Yes. <laughs> Traditional diner top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's what you want with a Pittsburgh salad. And like if the whole place sort of smells vaguely like cigarettes, you probably nailed it. Well, kids, we have been through week four of college football. There was some fun stuff. There was some weird stuff. I know both of y'all got to see some of it and skipped out on other bits because you are good humans with other things to do in your lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important that I imbibe West Virginia in person. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to drink that straight from the tap. You don't want to have to, yep. you know. I want to talk. Let's rewind a little bit because I want to go back to Friday night. And I was making fun of Friday night saying like, oh, it's just ACC trash, whatever. But this North Carolina State UVA game, this ACC, one ended up being a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. ACC trash is often full of secret bangers, which is why I am drawn to ACC Network noon games like a moth to a lamp. Sometimes it's garbage. A lot of times it's garbage. But sometimes you get things like this game. This game ends up being North Carolina State 24, UVA 21. But UVA was so close. And... Thank you. I, I want to say it was the full cast that pointed this out first. That Anthony Calandria, like Calandria, is so much fun to watch. He is a freshman quarterback at UVA and just plays like his hair is on fire all the time. Like great decisions sometimes, awful decisions very often. I think he had two TDs and two INTs in this game. I haven't run Detmer numbers yet, but I hope he's moving up. He's, we need more like volume from him is what we need here. So you're saying like if we're making a t-shirt for him, it says... Anthony Calandria, and then it just has DECISIONS in all caps underneath it. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> in the last few minutes of this game, here's what we have. UVA scores a TD to go up. Then Calandria has a personal foul called against him for he pulled his helmet off and like looked at the crowd, but I couldn't tell if he was in shock or if he was actually flexing. He just looks like he's staring off into nothingness. And they flagged him for this which moves the kickoff uh, uh, back, which gave a shorter field to NC State. You are omitting something important. What am I uh, Which is that they score the touchdown. There's some other 15-yard penalty between the touchdown and the two-point conversion that they needed. 
Oh, that's right. And he has to do a two-point conversion from like from like Yeah, he he gets the two-point conversion in from space, gets tackled while he's throwing. His helmet is like most of the way off, so he just takes it off, stands up and flexes, and the ref calls that unsportsmanlike conduct. I call that ref hates fun conduct, personally. There was a lot of ref hates fun in this game, but yeah. Yeah. Which, so that leads to a shorter field for NC State. They get into field goal range. And their field goal at these like one second marker zero zero gets blocked. Virginia's gonna win. Except it was a leaping penalty. The the lineman at the center of the formation jumps up or was it jumped over the center and gets called for leaping, which gets the field goal moved up, which makes it a chip shot. And that means NC State wins in regular time. It was a crazy set of things that happened in the last like two minutes of this game. It was just so much fun. I really I'm looking forward to wherever, wherever Anthony Calandria goes on the West Coast when his, when he transfers and, you know, lives his West Coast life. I don't know when it's going to be, but hey, whatever. Arizona State. Yeah, Big 12 school. So, yeah. But it's got the right energy. It does. This also had another one of my favorite UVA quarterbacks because Brennan Armstrong was quarterbacking NC State. (laughs) I had a moment of, am I hallucinating? When the announcers mentioned that Brennan Armstrong was the quarterback at NC State. Linear time was a mistake, kids. It really, mm-hmm. really was. I was like, man, both of my, two of my favorite UVA quarterbacks in the same game. What could we ask for? Jordan, I made you an art. Let me see. I need art. There <laughs> oh, we go. Beautiful. Perfect. Anthony Clandria, decisions. <laughs> Decision 2023. I wanted to make the most 1994 word art thing I possibly could. Oh, it absolutely is. I love the, the drop shadow. Oh, I got I got more drop shadow shit. Give me one second to find my, my drop shadow anger. Because <laughs> the, the, fucking, the fucking fox score bug is bugging me once again. Oh, no. And it's something else. You know it's bad when it's bugging us. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> Holy shit. Like this one bugged me. You you don't you don't want to be that person. No, I want I like being that person. What can I say? I mean, you just are that person. We can stand in our truth here. Is this true. is a safe space. So no I one's dro- listening. So I dropped it in the chat, and okay, yes, it looks like the this is from the Wisconsin Purdue game the next day, or the same night. It looks like the Purdue logo is falling off the edge because it's the P is already tilted slightly. So then it looks like the P is like falling off. This is the Fox one that looks like it was done in like the nineties. But all of a sudden, guys, look at. The play clock. What? It is. It's like it's standing up from the field and it has a drop shadow. Now notice this game's at night. No one else in the field has a strong shadow. What's well, it looks like the on field graphic has scrubbed the shadows from some people in the front row behind Mm -hmm. that. There are some shadows. This is we're in bad video game territory. This entire game is taking place in the uncanny Valley. It's like, this is what I would have been done if I'd been like, oh fuck, I need a shadow. Okay. Well, uh, control C, control V circle, squish it, uh, blur slightly, turn it black and blur it. Like, it's just, it's so bad. And then of course you have the Purdue player walking on the sh- on the play clock itself because it's not flat. It looks like it's supposed to be flat, but it's, you know, it's not. And then someone said that the two, Purdue dudes in the center of the frame look like they're clipping into each other like a bad video game <laughs> I just FS1 graphic design is our passion not yours this also has the weird like squiggle under as, a, as the possession marker I hate all of this yeah, I, I have a question because if we're putting the play clock on the field like that 
are the refs going to take it personally when players step on the play clock, like teams take it personally when like their logo gets stepped on? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Disrespecting the play clock. And this, God, it's just such a train wreck. And once I saw the drop shot, I could not see it. It only pops up for the last like 10 seconds of each of the play clock. But every time I saw it, it just jumped out at me like this is awful. I just like imagining it because the ref isn't standing quite this way, but he could be. I like imagining it as a big red basketball that the ref is dribbling. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, this is the game when I realized that Hudson Card, former Texas quarterback, is now quarterbacking for Purdue because apparently his yeah. life went very, very wrong. Yeah, just a lot of weirdness that night. For a night that I did not think was going to be that interesting, Friday night was very like, this is all crazy. I don't know about this. Listen, there are some people who, who who go to Texas to discover that really deep in their soul is Indiana. Yeah, they're all musicians that end up in Bloomington. Ask, <laughs> ask them how well it goes for them. It's fine. Everything's fine, Jordan. It's fine. Right, it's fine. Let's talk about a couple of our really big games. First off, Wazoo 38, Oregon State 35. Butch T. Cougar and Benny Beaver came out together. Like on the back of an ATV, flying flags together. This is our Pac-2 championship. It was beautiful. This game was actually amazing. Everyone played well. Wazoo had this one by 21 at some point, and then Oregon State starts closing in. It probably wasn't as close as the score says, but it does not matter. Cam Ward for Wazoo is not going to get the love that he should in a thousand different places because he plays for Wazoo, but fuck it. He... Through for 380 yards, just insane numbers, and it was so much fun to watch. I love this kind of shit so much. I had the realization during this game that Wazoo, as the winner of this game, has the opportunity to do the funniest thing possible if things go their way, which is maybe make the playoff as a kid that's about to get left out. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be rooting really, really hard for that. Oh, absolutely. More than I'd be cheering for Wazoo at normal times on anyways. Uh, DJ, I'm going to get it right. Oh, my God. I practiced it earlier. TJ. Uyagalele. yes. Also was great. He ran for a bunch, too. Man, I it sucks that we're losing this. This was, I think I heard them say, of the 108 times they've played this game, this is the only time they've ever both been ranked going into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which... For a game that's been going on for 108 years is the perfect one for this year, especially. I just, I love the boldness of playing a conference title game in September. Yeah. I love it. That's what you got to do to get, you know, if you want eyes on your title game, yeah. don't play don't play it championship week. No, like we're innovators out, out in this space. And I appreciate that. I see you pack too. Beth, tell me what happened in Morgantown. Um, crimes. <laughs> okay, I, crimes, I, but like, tell against, us what happened that doesn't normally happen. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, crimes against football in this particular case, uh, but lately that has also been happening all of the time. So, I was reading the Smoking Musket this morning, and they pointed out that uh, West Virginia so far this year has thrown for three hundred and twenty yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a per game average. That's the total as a total yes this game was this game was sickos as hell it was just it it was impossibly stupid these were two teams that chose not to notice that it was pouring down rain for an entire half 
Like we decided like, no, we're all, we're all going to try to throw. We can do this. You looked, you looked cold and miserable for a lot of this. It was very cold and very miserable. Like it, we, it was like high forties, low fifties and rainy. It was one of those games. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was ugly. There were, there were way more fans there in minute one than there were in about minute seven when people realized, oh wait, we signed up for many hours of this. We could be anywhere else. And they chose to leave. I'm not that smart. I've never been that smart. So we stayed. And we got to see a, a very bad West Virginia team beat a somehow worse Texas Tech team. <laughs> this was just a broken game. And I thought Texas Tech might have been able to pull it off because in the second half, they discovered that if you run a hurry up offense against our defense, the defense just sort of panics. It looks like they're being shocked <laughs> with electricity. They're, you know, Texas Tech is like, we're going to run up to the line of scrimmage. And the defense is like, oh, no, you can't do that. No one's done that before. <laughs> And I watched that happen over and over and over again, like we were a team of Alzheimer's patients. It was absolutely incredible. So just run the hurry up against us. Apparently that just breaks all of our brains. But, but I'm seeing three, one, three and one next to your team name, one and oh in Big 12, yeah, Big and 12 look play. Who, yeah, look who we have coming up. Like we could potentially have the most fraudulent top 25 team that West Virginia has fielded in a good long while. If you guys break the top 25, it's going to be the most fraudulent in. (laughs) This is a, this is not a bad team. This is a terrible team. (laughs) Like it took Texas tech. Take a look at the penalty margin in this game. WVU had, I believe two penalties for like 30 ish yards. Mm -hmm. Texas tech came, came under the board with nine for 97 yards. They shot them. Their, their feet are so full of holes right now. This was just a mess of a game. And it didn't help that Texas tech's quarterback went out in the first like quarter two. No. And that was awful and made us all very sad. And like, he spent his whole career being injured and this was just mean. And it's a, it's a fracture too. So it's going to be surgery. Yeah. So like, right. This sucks. I mean, we knew it was a fracture. He went off in an air cast right away. Like they, uh, you knew whenever you saw him go out and it just like that sucked. But I honestly don't think it was going to make too much of a difference for them today. Like no one was going to win this game, regardless of what the score had to say. It was just one of those kinds of games. But yeah, like West Virginia is real dumb this year. This week should be great. (laughs) Who are y'all playing this week? Uh, this week on um, Thursday night, we go to Houston. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> yep. So West Virginia's biggest problem throughout its Big 12 existence has been they can't win on the road. Yeah, right. Ever for any reason. West Virginia's next home game is October 21st. No. Oh, yeah. Is there a bye yeah. week in there at least? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, at least it's not four straight. Okay. No, no, but we're going on the road for a month. Bye, everybody. I'm sure we won't have any dents in the Cadillac by the time we come back. It's going to be a smoking crater. Uh-huh. Oh, Christ. Yeah. It's the only kind of crater we acknowledge. So, yeah, that's that's how this went. It was it was a tremendous amount of fun. No one can play any position at all. And um, everything is fine. And we definitely- I won't have you bad-mouthing bad Nico. Hey, Kamish. Oh, hey. Hey, Kamish. Uh-oh. Oh. Did Kamish not hear us? Chris is making Hello. very serious eyebrows. Hello. West Virginia didn't do that bad. Hello. Yeah, we did. No, oh, no, no audio. Here. No audio. No okay. audio. He'll figure it out. So yeah. So yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. So anyway, it was another completely normal week in Morgantown. Everything is fine, and we definitely deserve to be in the top twenty-five. It's going to be such a fraudulent year, and I'm excited for you guys extending. Oh, ugh. I hate that. 
Okay, let's see if we can get him in. Hello? 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 He's muted now. Oh, yeah, you've muted yourself now. Is this better or worse than ACC Network? Oh, this is much better. Oh, yeah, because I can actually see things. Among other things, Matt Hasselbeck isn't here. Do you think he would come on if we invited him? <laughs> this says, can't unmute your guests because they have chosen to mute themselves. Oh, I've added him back. The help? Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, no. He goes away now. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put him away. The podcast gods have decided that it is not Commission's merit. Mm-hmm. This is just a perfectly normal podcast. Always. No sound or mic working. Weird. Hmm. Well, while Commission's doing that, let's do our next one. North Carolina 41, Pitt 24. Now, Pit Girl, I know you weren't in person for this. I was not. Which probably was for the best. Uh, how'd that go? So not great. Obviously not great, right? But Pitt was bleeding briefly for like actually most of the first quarter i feel better about this game than i did about the last two games in a lot of ways phil Dracovic was looking like kind of almost competent he looked good in phil adjusted terms until he got got hurt at the end of the second quarter and christian vier came out and looked good and then looked not good so is that how you say it christian Veyu? evidently the pronunciation guide says Veyer, even though it's spelled in a way that I would pronounce it Veyu. He's French-Canadian. I don't know. I don't speak French. Unclear. From Ottawa. French-Canadian. Yes. He was at Penn State? He was. He transferred from Penn State. I look forward to him being a absolute champion in the CFL in about 10 years when he's, you know, the transformative quarterback that the Edmonton Elks need. Yes. At least when you're going from Penn State to Pitt, that's a quick move. Convenient. You, have to hire, you have to hire a lot of people to do that. Not really. You, I mean, it's college students. You can get them to do that for a box of pizza. So what happened with the ACC Network broadcast? I don't know. But towards the end of the second quarter, middle to end of the second quarter, things just started getting squirrely out in the broadcast truck, I would, if I had to guess. Because the, the score bug, we knew something was starting to go wrong because the score bug started drifting up from the bottom of it the It became un- like, untethered from reality. Yep, just, just slowly floating away into space the way that I would like to float, into, float away into space when watching the season's pit team. The screen would occasionally go black. The audio would occasionally go out. was borderline unwatchable and not in the oh no pit is secretly iowa this is unwatchable way so that was fun got a lovely little like technical difficulties thing in the top right hand corner to let us know that things were going wrong they were in fact going wrong i would also like to take this moment before i forget to appreciate pit special teams for getting well a 99 or 100 yard kick or punt return kickoff return that was great also for getting a blocked punt for the second week in the row and then the offense immediately turning around and giving the ball back to the opposite team a tradition like no other oh truly God. that was when i saw that i just i felt your anger yeah long I, distance I, I just felt it i said some things very loudly at like 11 p.m that i'm sure my neighbors are not pleased to have heard me say and that i will not repeat on this podcast can i say that your defense is pretty good though Yes. Yes. The defense is pretty good. Uh, Drake May, who is amazing for UNC, 
also had five sacks and his life was a living hell for a large part of that game. Mm-hmm. Like he had hands in his face and still managed to throw for 250 yards because at some point you just could not do it anymore. Also want to take a moment to appreciate the ACC officiating crew for not calling the illegal block downfield on the left-handed touchdown throw. That was great. He was throwing left-handed touchdowns because he's just trying to make it interesting at that point. Just like, eh, whatever. He also should have had an, unta- uh, there was earlier in the game, there was, he was getting sacked, went to throw, and they were trying to figure out if it was a fumble or not. Mm-hmm. It was not a fumble. It should have been intentional grounding. That did not get called either. Obnoxiously Pit Boyfriend pointed out that it should have been unintentional grounding because he was sitting here watching the game with me, which he never, ever does. If he saw it, I don't know what the officials were looking at. Uh, Arthur, you were there in person. How did it go for you? I mean, I was mainly dealing with the temperature and the precipitation, so I don't really have a whole lot of thought on the game itself. The whole time, Pitt fans have been kind of clamoring, we need a different quarterback, and they wanted Velier in the game. He comes in, wasn't really any better than Phil, so I don't know. Again, like just like how I see past uh, West Virginia's game, I see a 3-1. and one. I see a 1-3 next to Pitt. Yep. Going to be one of those, huh? Yep. Could have, could have had Keaton Slovis. Could have kept Keaton Slovis. Syracuse 29, Army 16. Oh, sorry. I'll move back up one. My bad. I skipped I skipped a bigger game, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about Florida State 31, Clemson 24, whatever. Fine. Actually, this as an early game was pretty good and a lot of fun to watch. This The best part about this was that Clemson looked like they belonged on the field, which I was very concerned that they were not going to look like that. Clemson starts 0-2 for the first time in the ACC in like forever. That's been a long time since that happened. Florida State's radio guys were absolutely losing their mind during this game. Florida State's uh, color commentary guy was screaming, that's justice, poetic justice, when Clemson missed what would have been a game field goal. This was also the field goal kicker that Dabo found on Wall Street. He was a dude that had been taking like online classes. He'd been in the backup kicker, I think, for a while, like, like years ago, and they needed a kicker, so they just brought him in for the game, and he misses a chip shot, which would have sent it, yeah, which would have won the game, but... Anyways, Florida State wins this. It looked really, Florida State looked really good. Probably the best they've looked in a long time to me. Just happy that everyone else has said many more words about this than we need to. I just, I love that Dabo is so committed to the like no transfer portal thing that he's like picking up a 32 year old man off of Wall Street who played here a thousand years ago rather than just like getting somebody's backup kicker out of the portal. Yep. Because we're doing it the right way. Do it the right way at Clemson. Now the one I'm really interested in. Syracuse 29, Army 16. There we go. That's the good stuff. The first first drive of this game was Army. 17 plays, 75 yards, 9 minutes and 25 seconds off the clock. Yes. And then Clemson goes, sorry, Syracuse goes 3 and and out. And I was like, oh God, it's it's happening again. This is happening again. Like Army's just going to squeeze the living life out of Otto. And we're going to get orange (laughs) juice. That's what's going to happen here. First half went... Touchdown, punt, punt, field goal, punt, punt, field goal, interception. And I'm just like, Army's up 10-3 at half. And I'm I'm just seeing them squeeze the life out of Syracuse. Now, Syracuse wakes up in the second half. And they decide to stop letting Army do this, which is great. But that first drive, 17 plays, 75 yards, 9 minutes off the clock. And then for Syracuse just to, to turn around and go three and out. 
when I saw Syracuse's defense walk back on the field after a minute of clock off, I was, I just saw them look so tired. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is how this is going to go. This is what they did to UTSA. This is, they're just going to, they're going to choke them. And I was so like, oh, I was so happy. But yes, yeah, Syracuse won. And in our, is Syracuse good count? I, like, this is a big argument for them. Because to be able to not play Army like Army wants you to play them, at least means that you have the ability to play your version of football, no matter what gets dealt to you. And I think that's important. Because, of course, Army, what? Army had the same number, basically the same amount of yards passing and uh, running, which tells you this is new Army. Beth, I need you to say something nice about either Marshall 24 or Virginia Tech 17. Either? So I get to pick? I'll let you pick on this one. Okay. I think it's nice that Virginia Tech managed to stay competitive despite getting 70 yards of penalties in this game. There. That was nice. I have something nice to say, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Virginia Tech, for giving me hope that Pitt will not go winless in conference. Oh, that's nice. Vegas has Pitt minus five for next week. I don't trust Vegas, but, you know, somebody and believes in us. It's going to be a shit show of a game. Oh, my God, yes. That's on, that's at 8 p.m. on ACC Network for some godforsaken reason, by the way. And I also think it's nice that there are teams other than WVU in the state of West Virginia who think it's fine to have less than 200 yards passing a lot. Hey, Kamish, can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you, everybody. Hooray! Hey! You sound far away, but... Kamish, um, I need you to say something nice about Marshall or Virginia Tech. Um, I, again, Marshall has green. I, I love their green. See, they're green. I really hate their green. You hate the green, that's fine. I, I like it. Virginia Tech was never in this game, guys. Marshall blew them off the field. But the score, the score looks so close. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> this was, if Virg Virginia Tech fans on the internet who are not always known for being the most rational about the <laughs> state of their program, this, even they were like, oh no, this is bad. Like it's in the walls. This is awful. What's going on? Because it's, it's bad to lose to ACC opponents, fine. It's bad to lose non-conference games, okay. But go to Marshall and lose, like that's that's a rough one, y'all. I hope that Virginia Tech fans get something in the, out of the season. Either a, well, it can't really be a new coach at this point, can it? I just imagine losing to Marshall. Weird. Next one up, we have Texas A&M 27, Auburn 10. Well, it's just because poor little old Hugh Freeze doesn't have his boys in there yet, y'all. Once once Hugh gets his boys in there, it'll be fine. I have never been less interested in a... I, I was interested in it from like a chaos standpoint, but from a outcome standpoint, I just could not have cared which way this game went. Like, I, like I'm, both just teams upset. Just, I'm upset that Jimbo didn't make the tackle. So did you see this part, ladies? I did. Did you all see that? Okay. Oh, yeah. The only thing I knew about this game coming into this was no context text I was getting from my dad before I informed him that I was not available to be texting about football at the time he was texting me because I was at an undisclosed location doing undisclosed things. I have, I decided to wear my Auburn hoodie tonight to announce my candidacy for a uh, head coach of the Auburn Tigers next year. 
Uh, I'm going to drop this link in the I chat and let you all let you all. Uh, I'll pull it up so we can watch it together. This is what happened uh, as Auburn get, goes for a scoop and score. There is an undisclosed uh, player on the field, a twelfth man, if you will. <laughs> what? There we go. Let's find it. Get there. Oh, it's a fumble. A scoop and score. Jimbo, what are you doing? <laughs> Post up, Jimbo. Post up, Jimbo. Coward. Oh, that just reminds me of Jamie Dixon being like way, 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 way out of co- of the coach's box at pit games. I'm just part of the field. Yep. Uh huh. Hey, he. I get paid that much money. It's my field too. I. He's the most expensive pylon. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, several more than several thousand dollar. I can't mm-hmm. believe he was that far out. I can't believe that he didn't get whistled for that. I mean, they scored whatever, fine. But like, what's the what's the appropriate punishment for that? Besides tossing him or telling him to get the fuck back. I mean, yeah, sideline sideline warning initially, and then if he does it again, yeet. Is, is that a warning? Like that's not a sideline warning. That was he. Was, there was a lane between him and the sideline. I mean, that's a sideline warning in the same way that it's like a tornado warning. This the other part was Van A and M had over four hundred yards. Auburn only had about two hundred. A and M had this game in the bag the whole time. It was just brutal. Good for A and M? Question mark. Except I don't like most of their staff. So, meh. Can I interest you in Indiana twenty nine, Akron twenty seven? Absolutely. What? You had me at hello. Well, well, don't don't forget the the rest uh, of that score. Uh, four overtimes. Yes. With the turnover tires, with this thing goes into four overtimes and Indiana, like super happy to win this. Don't get me wrong, but it was, it was more of a feeling of relief for not, you know, for beating Akron in four overtimes that probably shouldn't have happened. They did. They did. We just, we found out that they do take the turnover tire on the road. Yes. So they do have that. And that the players can drink through the turnover, or like from the top of the turnover tire. So lots of players like with sports bottles going in through the top, almost like Oski's eye, which is feels very appropriate. Tulsa 22, Northern Illinois 14. I want to read the drive chart in the first half of this game because this was just a smorgasbord of whatever. Punt, downs, interception, missed field goal, fumble, safety. That's <laughs> six drives with six different outcomes. Touchdown, touchdown, punt, interception, punt, end of half. We Check. almost had like the full bread of things. Checks mix the game. Right. And you just reach your hand in like, oh no, I got the little, like the little awful brown crackers. It's a. You don't like a, the rye chips? No, I fucking hate the rye chips. Oh, I but ch- the rye chips are so good. I eat around them. I'm the I'm that person that leaves them there. I will take them. Send them so, to me. So someone just gets, oops, all rye chips. Do yes. they make that? Yes, they do. Who the fuck is the psychopath that eats once only rye chips? Me? Does the FBI know where you live? I don't mind them. I the bright ships are fine. They're 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 good. They're a nice, I would say, a nice mix up from the normal checks. I mean, it's better than just getting the two different shaped pretzels in the checks mix. You know, like we don't need the two different shapes. It's just one pretzel is fine. No, we don't. <sighs> one pretzel is enough. One shape. You don't need another shape of pretzel. That's that's cheating. Checks mix. Put something else in there. We got to talk about Penn State 31, Iowa 0. We have to. I, 
Iowa, what the fuck did you do? I mean, not much. Iowa, what the fuck did you do? Iowa ran 33 plays from scrimmage. Do you know how many Penn State ran? 96. Iowa, everybody saw. We all saw. We all saw. Like, the Penn State fans, it was raining in the second half. They were all wearing white. They didn't go home. They stayed and cheered for this. This was brutal. Mm -hmm. Hayden McNamara looked awful. Like, Like, lost. I will say in defense of the Penn State fans, it was cold enough that this did not turn into the world's largest wet t-shirt contest. Baylor still holds the record for that as of right now. Mm-hmm. I just, just seeing people like spray water at Baylor fans in white shirts. Oh, Baylor, you don't do that. That's not in the handbook, kids. So you're saying that this did not help Brian Ferentz's quest to keep his job. <laughs> Like, no. I, I, I got to the end of the game and I posted in the chat, what the fuck am I supposed to do with the graphic? Like, I, I hadn't planned for this. I didn't plan for zero points. Maybe that's my lack of creativity. Maybe that's my lack of vision. But I didn't plan for zero. So I ended up making some acid trippy graphic <laughs> video. It was extremely hypnotoed. Because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to do. They, Iowa ended up with 76 yards. Four first downs. Count them. One, two, three, four. Four. What was your favorite first down? On, on, on the blue sky, I just said, like, I don't even know what to say, except I'm sorry. I hope it gets better. Holly Anderson said this about Nebraska, but I, I think it's here too. I feel like I'm hazing them by watching them. Like by looking at this, I feel guilty. This is... Oh yikes! Yeah, did you guys see the the video of of Lucy on Twitter? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like cheering her dad. Yep. Yeah, I felt so bad. Like that's not that's not a time to go to Happy Valley. I think they had a worse time at Happy Valley than West Virginia did. I'm just saying, a significantly worse time. Yeah, no, they they did have a worse time. We had a fun two-point conversion that was utterly meaningless and we did score some other points it wasn't a lot of other points but it was any i don't even know where they go from here that it this needs yes breaking news iowa opened at minus eight versus michigan state this afternoon and is already up to minus 12 (sighs) are we sure i mean michigan state looked real rough against maryland i know but are we sure Account for your 12. 12 is a lot of points. Where 12 come from? There wasn't even like, there wasn't any off like defensive scoring. Okay. <laughs> One so, of the, so, oh my God, Arthur, that's so mean. <laughs> we have more people on this recording than Iowa had first down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's so mean. Jesus Christ. One of the few plays I saw of this game, because it was on at the same time in the pit game, was mm-hmm. Iowa special teams fucking up, which never happens. Right, like the the punt that like hit the dude in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was it, this game could not have gone worse. Just in general, expected points added EPA negative twenty five. <laughs> like <sighs> the wheels came off and the fire and the I was think I, I was thinking for a little bit that this was gonna be one of those like secret feisty Iowa years. Nope. No. They still got a shot though in the Big Ten West. Yeah, sure, and they're gonna get destroyed by 40 in the title game 
have we considered that maybe Brian Ferentz wants to be free? <laughs> have we considered that this is his king? Like, this is like, yeah, like maybe, maybe like he's been trying to move out secretly for years. Mm. And this is it, like, this is his last chance. Brian Ferentz yearns for freedom. Mm-hmm. When that happens to a lot of people, they just, you know, move out. They don't take it down a program with them. Depends on how mad you are at your dad, I guess. That's true. Oh, that could be it. This is the... This is an inside job. <laughs> the call's coming from inside the house. The calls are coming from inside the oh, house. Oh, God, it's WikiLeaks, but Iowa version. If we find out eventually that this was a giant inside job, I'm going to hackle my head off. Oh, God, this would be great. Next. I want to talk about Texas State and Nevada, but from the things around it, too, because of the trident. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, okay. So let's let's do this then. Texas State 35, Nevada 24. Nevada was ahead in this game for a while. Oh, no. Oh, oh well, back why? And, and then something happened. Do you know what Nevada's turnover totem is? I tip my hand. I'm what? guessing it's a trident. It's a trident. It is a trident. Wow. And not like the gum. Nope. It's a, it's an actual trident. And so during this game, the first thing I see is someone tweeting going, someone in the Texas State band got escorted from the stadium because they threw a trident at someone. Now, with no context, all of a sudden we have people in our chat going, well, it was, it was like Mermaid Weekend in San Marcos. Maybe someone had a trident from that. Like, people were trying to come up with ideas of why a trident exists in this space. And then it was, oh, no, someone in the Texas State band got thrown out because they threw Nebraska's turnover trident at someone. And we're like, oh, my God, this is even better. Like, this is great. And people are going, okay. You meant, you meant, you meant Nevada's, right? Nevada, no, same thing. Nebraska, Nebraska. Nevada, same thing. Oh, same. Close, close enough. Close enough. Our most nautical school, now, Nebraska. Now, Beth. They do have admirals. Mm -hmm. With this amount of information, I'm going to ask you to tell me which instrument the student who took the trident and was accused of heaving it played. Oh, boy. Trombone. See? That's exactly what it's I said. Trombone. Exactly what I said. It was, a, it was a baritone player. But, See, but in the ballpark. If, if you told me that this was a high school game, then I would tell you that this is absolutely a board snare drummer yeah. that wandered off and did this. Mm -hmm. But they're too busy in college games. Mm -hmm. They don't have to, like, and their whole, their harness is a much bigger deal and it's harder to get off. But in a college game, this is absolutely a trombone player who's like, you know, really, this is what seventh position is if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I had we had a whole thread full of trombone jokes and trombone players being like, I should be offended. But honestly, if it weren't a trombone player, I'd feel bad. Yeah, no, it's a trombone player. Then we had some flute players getting angry, being like, no, 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 this is flute bullshit. This is some flute player, like, going AWOL. No, that's no. bullshit. Any, any flute player who says that is not an actual flute player. They're like a sleeper cell clarinet that's trying to, like, throw the flutes under the bus. Every once in a while, I would have a really just batshit crazy flute leader who, who had the guts to just, like, who would do shit like this. And so I, I can see how you would see that if you had those people around you. But this is low brass shit. It turns this out is. that they just took the trident. It was not hurled into someone. Oh. But like Arthur said in chat, this felt very Anchorman to me because <laughs> Steve Carell's character kills someone with a trident. And that's exactly what I saw in my head. This story got less interesting the longer it went on. But the best part was that the first bit, it was someone has a trident in the Texas State Band has thrown it at Nevada players. And that, that was the most perfect version of this story. 
after the Trident incident, Texas State went on a giant like streak and won this game. Oh wow! That's all we needed. But yes, there is video of them like of the police like walking out a baritone player. I just love the fact that like we're leaning into um, other types of weaponry in college football. All of a sudden, everybody has some sort of flinging Gatling gun. Mm-hmm. We have tridents. I look forward to other types of weaponry making their way into college football games completely inappropriately. Would Would you consider the the, the turnover tire a weapon? I mean, anything's a weapon if you're creative. I mean, it's just a really big shock room if you think about it. Imagine Zena whipping a tire at someone. What if you put a chain around the tire and got a good like? Well, I mean that that's definitely a weapon. Like a so an actual literal. Flail. Yeah. So you have a turnover chain on the turnover tire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a turn a turnover chain, but it's just a length of chain. <laughs> what about what about like you put snow chains on the turnover tire? So then you it's like a turnover snow chain tire. It doesn't look like a very like, heavy tire, Arthur. Like it looks like the tire that you're using. It looks like it's a very light, light tire. I'm, I'm people are wearing stuck under on nets. like turnover, like tire flail, and I'm imagining like hitting someone with it and it just bouncing off like you're in a cartoon, just like. Oh falling. yeah, no, it's it, it, for me. It feels very like Captain America shield esque, mm. where you could just like mm-hmm. toss it out and it would bounce around four people. Yeah, this is Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah. Like somebody's whipping the tires, like a I was watching an old episode of Taskmaster, which is this British show where they do just stupid stunts and whatever. And one of them was they had to do something with a cement mixer. And they had a cement mixer, and one dude put two poles on it, and he made a game called Eat the Sausage. And at the ends of the poles, there was strings with sausage, but he didn't think about how fast the, t- the cement mixer was going to go. <laughs> so he cranked it up, and the sausage starts like slapping you in the face. It was very British, very high end British humor, as you can tell. Mm hmm. The British, always the most high-end. Yep. Pinky's up, everyone. We're doing comedy. Okay. James Madison, 45, and Utah State, 38. Game should be way closer than it should have been. But best part about this game was the camera phone controversy. Utah State mm-hmm. ends up running the ball. I forget what the play was, but they ended up like running towards the touchdown and was right on the, 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 right on the sideline. Did he step out? Did he not step out? And all of a sudden, the camera cuts over to James Madison coaches holding up a cell phone and showing the ref like, no, look, he was out. (laughs) And the ref being like, you can't have that down here. And the James Madison coach like showing it to him again. And the ref like, like waving it away from another ref. It was really funny. And then there was lots of conversation about, can you have a cell phone on the sidelines? Is that allowed? It's apparently not allowed. Like, you're not allowed to have internet-connected devices on the sidelines or something like that. But there's no rule that says you can't buy out the entire front row and stick all of your um, various assistants, Nick Saban, around there who are Zapruder filming the whole damn game. Right? Right. Arthur, yes, sir? I just want to give, a, I guess, a shout-out or a credit to NBA player Patrick Beverly, who did something similar to this. He borrowed yes. a camera from a <laughs> photographer and tried to show the referee the uh, cameras for the picture of him not committing a foul. And instead, the ref added a technical foul to that. So I, I think across sports, this doesn't work. I'm just surprised that there was a situation where there was something that wasn't replay reviewed. I feel like watching college football, they love replay reviews. Uh, I'm going to show you guys this video because it is hilarious. Well, the, the game was on the Mountain West Network. 
that was part of the problem. They so, didn't have a ton of cameras. So, so in that situation, there's probably not a bunch of ads to cut in to do uh, sorry. reviews. This was this was on also also on Cages. Cages. Cages has the most important ads. Cages fourteen. All the jizz all the time. <laughs> all the jizz all the time. No, I'm sorry. Here we go. I think we have an episode title. Oh, oh, you you can't use that. Oh, he's got his phone. That you can't use that. That is oh. illegal from the from the minute yeah. the replay has started. Wow, you can't do I've that. Never can't do that. Is that dude wearing a Utah Tech shirt? It looks like it. Yeah, it's a Utah Tech shirt. Anyway, sorry. No time out. He's wearing a Utah Utes hat mm-hmm. and a Utah Tech shirt mm-hmm. at a Utah State game. This is the biggest Utah fan I've ever seen. Not a fan of any of the schools, a fan of all of the schools, just not, the state in but, general. But Utah, hates the concept. BYU. Hates BYU. Mm-hmm. Yes. We just love the idea of Utah. This, I imagine he lives in a beehive. Uh, thanks to Tim. Thanks to our good friend, Tim Burke, who founded the video because no one had this video for the longest time because no one was recording the Mountain West Network at that point. Okay. Let's, let's get your hot takes out here, guys. Oregon 42, Colorado 6. Beth, hot take, go. Um, I believe I had that I didn't think Colorado was very good. So there is my hot take. I continue to be right. Pit girl, hot take, go. Colorado is mid, which is better than expected. Kamish, hot take, go. Dion um, Trash, I heard it here. Uh, <laughs> they're just doing it for the gram. Doing it for they the just gram. love the gram. They just love the gram. Doing it for the gram. For the clicks. That's what we They're do. doing it for the gram crackers. They're doing it for the Teddy Grams. They're doing it for the s'mores. They want it s'more than you, okay? They're Ooh. doing it for the. They're doing it for the vines. One point for every second. Sorry. They're doing it for the red vines. Do you think any of the current <laughs> players even remember Vine? Absolutely not. I mean, I didn't even. Do, I didn't do Vine because I was too old for Vine. Why are you always lying? Uh, is that a vine? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> yes, Arthur. It just means s'more. It just means s'more. <laughs> this, the, the, the take machine has once again surged up and, oh, this means that they're trash. No, man. Colorado is a pretty good team who just got smacked down by a team who is better than them. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Colorado is mid, which is actually pretty good, considering that we all thought they were going to suck until three weeks ago. But, mm-hmm. Now, now Oregon played this game like they like like Colorado owed them money, though. Because uh, they, they were, were doing it for was, the gram. Oregon was going for a, on like fourth and six up thirty mm-hmm. at some point. Like they were just they put the pedal down and just refused to stop. Which okay, you know what? Well within your rights. That's totally fine. I'm not going to say ever say shit about teams that just put the pedal down and go. That's fine. I this is one of those where like Oregon's like this is the biggest audience that we have, and we're going to give you the tire iron of Christian fellowship. Yep, the power of the tire iron and the Christian heart. Yes. Woof. The best part was at the very beginning there was an ominous thing. Puddles comes in. Puddles is not not Beth's puddles. No. The 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 progenitor puddles. No, my uh, the puddles in my life is a is a kind and gen is and gentle soul. Puddles this com- puddle this puddles has murder in his heart. <laughs> puddles comes in wearing a cowboy hat and shades, wearing a big medallion that says "Time's Up," and there is a clock 
a paper a paper like a paper box clock that says prime time and puddles comes out and he takes a bat to it and then he loses his head puddles heads falls off in the middle of the thing and oh, the wonderful. panic happens <laughs> my favorite part about the clip was the panicked running away <laughs> Like, just immediately doesn't even grab the head, just immediately runs back into the tunnel. Like, oh no. That tells you this is the plan, though. There is that a is plan the if he loses his that head. That is the puddle's protocol. Yes, the, the protocol is to flee into the tunnel. And so then we, all of a sudden we have a headless puddles, the poor athletic intern that has to chase after him with the head. <laughs> and all the, this is the very beginning. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is Colorado by a hundred. Fuck it. Like, this is it. And of course, it does not go that way. But now, does does Puddles have to lose his head every game? Is this tradition now? Because tradition is a stupid thing in college. Mm-hmm. So is this is this what we do? Sounds good. I would do be fine it. with that. I think that this is not a referendum on Colorado. This is not a referendum on Oregon. Besides, Oregon's just very good, and Bonex is is a possibly transcendent, transcendental quarterback. But this is just. A skill ceiling issue. Like Colorado rose up, they hit the ceiling, and they're gonna like land somewhere in the middle of the Pac 12, and that's wonderful. But it's not Colorado's great, it's not Colorado's awful. I'm glad that we have at least something that everyone gets really excited for in this. But yeah, this is just about where it was going to land. The skillet. TCU 34, SMU 17. If I am Yes, transcendental quarterback. What does that mean? Yeah. Bo Nix is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He might transcend. And he, and, he really, and he really likes John Dryden. Mm-hmm. Duh. There we go. Transcendental. Yes, transcendental. Like he transcends amongst like m- most quarterbacks into something greater. He's he's going to yeah. move into a pond or move into a shack next to a pond in New England and think about stuff. Mm-hmm. Better than most dentists quarterback. Got it. I try to use fancy words. This is what the shit I get. Okay. Well, you know, at least it's, it's not transubstantiation, Bonix. <laughs> Bonix is the literal body of Christ. <laughs> we're all gonna no, take bites, was... we're all gonna take bites of Bonix. <laughs> that was a, that was definitely quite a bonacious statement for myself. So the Bonix of Christ. Uh, TCU thirty four SMU seventeen TCU looked really good in this game, and SMU just looked like they could not get shit going. Uh, I no. No, no. Go, go to like SMU. Just, just go. Let's go to the drive chart of this one because this was SMU. Oh my god! I don't. I <laughs> hold on. Let me get this pulled up because, oh my god, SMU. They just kept. It was ridiculous. So let, let me let me go to the drive chart back here. Your, hey, Kamesh, uh, hold up before you do that. Back off your gain yeah. a little more. Is that better or am I? There you go. Yes, you're better. better. All right, I got too close. I'm using a backup uh, pair of headphones because the other ones didn't work after the flying. So, yeah, let, let's let's go here. Um, let's just start at the the second half. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, end of half. It's it's fourteen ten. TCU leads. Uh, TCU gets a field goal. Seventeen ten. SMU punts. TCU gets another field goal. It's twenty to ten. SMU turnover on downs. Uh, touchdown. TCU. It's it's twenty seven ten. Interception. For SMU, it's it's still twenty seven ten downs for TCU, uh, and then uh, interception SMU, uh, it's still twenty seven ten uh, turnover on downs for TCU, twenty seven ten still 
Uh, touchdown, SMU, it's 27-17. Maybe they got a shot. Nope. TCU, touchdown, 34-17. End of game. Just just a comedy of... of these were a combination of drives of just SMU getting all the way down into scoring position and then just shooting themselves in the foot every my, single time. My, my favorite was five plays, 70 yards, ends in an interception. Beautiful. Oh, no. Just, and the, so, yeah, just lots oh. of that. The, the, my favorite part here, the, it's 27-10. It's in the fourth quarter. Sonny Dykes pulls out a fake field goal. But, you know, the holder stands up to and then as soon as he stands up the pass, it immediately slips and falls. And then he goes down. <laughs> and yep. so it goes, it goes as a turnover, uh, turnover rundowns. It was great. Okay. Before we go on to our next bit, let's plug some things. First off. Yes. If you would like to join us and talk about our weekly ranked debates, chat during weekly rankings, debate chat during live games and see the inner workings of what goes on. Join our Discord and our Patreon for $5 a month on Patreon. You get to come talk to us and yell at us about our bad opinions and talk to us in real time. You get to tell what Beth what the weather is when uh, the weather doesn't work at West Virginia Stadium. Yep. We also have our merch store at sickoscommittee.org. We have some new things coming up this week. I have some new, we'll call them 70s and 80s retro designs that I'm adding in. We have also uh, our friends over at Message Board Geniuses Podcasts. They go to the places we refuse to go. They were covering a lot of beautiful Auburn meltdowns. Even some people that were not not being so charitable to Pastor Hugh this weekend. We do have a YouTube page. Go watch it. Things are com- More things are coming. We always add our podcast to it as well. Our Substack, where we have our, synapse, our synopses recaps. And we have, we're going to have our Pocatello pr- pilgrimage pretty soon that we'll talk about because Kamish went to the promised land of Holt Arena. Oh, yeah. And then, as always, our partnership with Homefield Apparel. If your first order on any shirt, use offer code yes, ha 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 yes, three ha's for 50% off. And we have our Sicko's Shirt Showdowns, where for 25% off, you could choice of shirts based on one of our big show off, showdown games, whatever the week is. This past week, we had two shirts each for Oregon State and Wazoo for their big Pac-2 championship game. Those shirts will be on sale for 25% off with offer code committee until the end of the season. So if you are still inclined to buy some of those, you can still jump in as long as the sizes are still available because once they're gone, they are gone. This week, we're going to have A&M versus Arkansas. I wish I had a Dallas Cowboys shirt too because uh, that's going to be in Jerry World. So. so now let's trickle down to some of the other games that we have not covered yet so far. We have Hawaii 20 and New Mexico State 17. I will I will be honest here. I had to recap this game later on because I fell asleep during it. I did not pass the Hawaii test. I fell asleep on the couch. Kamish, you were out in the out in the other time zone. How far did you make it? I, I made it basically to the end. It was it was tied 17-17 with three minutes left in the game. And uh, New Mexico State uh, had a shot to, to get some points, and they just did not. And Hawaii took advantage, and they got the points, and they got the win. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you got a trip to Hawaii. You got to see Jerry kill relaxed a little bit. Uh, it, it was a good time. Hawaii hit a game winner as, as time expired. New Mexico state had this thing happen to them again. They, they scored 17 points in the first half and, you know, they were at the blackjack table and they decided to, uh, you know, stand and then, it, Walk away. you know, uh, 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 no, uh, uh, don't hit me anymore. I don't want to take any more cards. I'll see what the dealer has in, in Hawaii pulled out a 20. So. 
it, it was 17-3 at halftime, and then New Mexico State could not get any points whatsoever in the second half. And a 24-yard field goal to win it for the, the Rainbow Warriors. Our game of the week was Oklahoma State-Iowa State. And Kamish goes, why don't we have any notes for the Sickos game of the week? Because this game was pretty straightforward fun. Like, this, this one actually was just... This was not as insane as I thought it was going to be. Iowa State wins 30-27 over Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State looked bad. Iowa State also is bad, but they are apparently a very different kind of bad than Oklahoma State. And, yeah, like, I, Iowa State did not look like they had been bitten by Iowa rabies. The Iowa rabies feels like it has gone back to Iowa. It has, rabies doesn't metastasize. What's the word I'm looking for here? It's, like, settled in. It's yeah. It's there. It's in the walls. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I mean, right. what? I mean, once rabies is symptomatic, it is all over. So, so Oklahoma State was rotating three quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't this game at all. No, they did not. They stuck with they one. They stuck with one, uh, who had 278 yards passing. Uh, Bowman, he had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm I cannot wait till I get to the till I get to the Detmer calculations this week. I've not done them yet. I have yeah, a feeling so they're going this, to be fascinating. This was. I don't know. I, I got to look at this one because, again, I'm, I'm traveling. I was not, um, you know, glued to the TV sets. I did not have the quad box on the road. I wish I did. But, I mean, I, I feel like this was – I'm going to have to look into this a little bit further because, I mean, they were both awful on third downs. Both were 5 for, uh, five for 17 and 6 for 17, respectively. They both had over 400 yards total I think that's, offense. That, that's the important thing. Both of these yeah. teams had over 400 yards, but the thing that killed – uh, Oklahoma State was the two interceptions. Like that was like that was the story of the game. Was the two interceptions just absolutely gutted them? New Mexico, New Mexico at UMass. This closes a circle that I'm not going to say is it's not a conference circle, but it is an emotional circle because UMass beat New Mexico State. New Mexico State beat New Mexico. And then New Mexico has beat UMass. This kind of sucks for us because a lot of our favorite like darling teams are just not doing it this year. I don't like we can I can mention this, but Duke got Duke absolutely dismantled UConn. Mm. Like it was not even, you know, close. Things, things also not looking so good for our, our friends, the meat meeps. Right. Wow. UTSA went to Tennessee and just I mean, they were without Frank Harris yet again. They were playing the kid from Sherland and like just not great. You know, I of all the of all the like the like weird darling teams it might be worth like jumping on the bandwagon for. Jacksonville State's doing really well. They beat mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan 21 to 0, but they're not going to be conference eligible, like bowl eligible, and that means you're cheering for Rich Rod. So, like emotionally figure out how you're if you're okay with that or not. This is I I I have cursed you mass and I'm really sorry about it, guys. I got so excited after that first game cuz I thought it meant something. So, we're not going to call this the, the a curse. It's it's the Jordan Jinx. Yeah, you just jinxed. Sorry, you just jinxed UMass for the entire rest of the year. I'm so sorry, uh, by, thought, by jumping thought, jumping the gun on the Chowder Bowl. Like I thought which, that this was going to be something. Like, I mean, I thought, you know, beating beating New Mexico State in my mind was like New Mexico State was going to be a, you know a six win team. This was great. This is whatever. No, I I just feel like this is. 2022 is not 2023, and in some aspects it is, but others not. I was hoping, guys. I thought that I, I was going to make something out of this, and it just was not. Speaking of another one of my darling teams that kind of ate shit this week, UNLV 45, UTEP 28. 
Ooh. Ouch. Our, our, our friend out in El Paso who does media out there, uh, Colin, was like, well, all of, he, he does a podcast about UNLV, or about, sorry, about UTEP. And it was a lot of, well, just UTEP fixes like problems A, B, C, and D, they're going to be fine. And they basically had problems A, B, C, and D. UTEP, this, I don't know, guys. I, I want you all to be better. All you guys are my fit. Like, I love these teams. I'm still super excited for the Battle of I-10, 100th anniversary. Commission's going to go see it. It's going to be great. But Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try to get out there for sure. On better news, USF and Rice ended up being a pretty good game until USF had pulled away. U- USF 42, Rice 29, hashtag Beatrice did happen. I love that so much. It's so good. This will be the Beatrice game forever. Oh, forever. This is, I mean, this is a conference game, game now, so. Mm-hmm. USF, is two, USF is 2-2. Two and two. Rice is 2-2. Two and two. This is surprisingly good starts for both of them. Like, this is... Maybe Rice is going to be my team this year. Oh, okay. Without, you know how many points USF got, right? You know, it's yeah, like 42, yeah. 29. Guess how many yards without looking? How many yards do you think USF had offensively? Hmm. I don't know. This was probably. There are two ways this question could go. Yep. It's either That's... 900 or 50. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to be annoying about this. I think they got 225. Okay. Two. 804. Beth is the closest, but she went over. 597 oh, no. yards. Okay. Uh, 597 okay. yards. Uh, they had 435 yards passing. Rice had 492 yards. Hell yeah. Um, they had 491 yards passing. And they had one rushing yard. They are owls. They don't really do a lot of running. I'm sorry. They're they, eagles. Kamish Kamish is very clear that they're the rice they're, eagles. They're diff- the rice eagles. Rice eagles. owls. See eagles. That works. That's what uh, you meant. Yeah. Uh, rice rice ran the ball 20 times. They got one yard. Point <laughs> one like, per attempt. Just like they drew it up. That's, that's right. Houston 38. Sam Houston seven. That means that the statue goes to Houston. Dana gets to keep his job for another week until he loses to West Virginia. Oh, God. What's the funnier outcome there, Beth? I honestly don't know. I, I can't tell if it would be funnier if West Virginia trips on their dicks on a, in a road game in the conference like they always do. Or if Dana just absolutely comes out and can't do anything on offense against West Virginia. Both of those are extremely funny to me. I just think this game is just going to be very weird. We can talk about it in the preview episode, but like the next two weeks of, of WVU's life should be very entertaining. Kansas 38, BYU 27. BYU, this is a conference game now. It is. Which is weird. Kansas is 4-0 yet again. That's all right. I, do you want to know how BYU's first drive in the Big 12 went? Is it three, yes. Was it three and out? Uh, no. Uh, a scoop and score for Kansas. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they got two plays and then they got blown up in the <laughs> when they tried to run and, and fumble Kansas scoop and scored and it was a great game back and forth uh, but but Kansas was able to pull away uh, towards the end the secret most fun game of the day I think if you don't if you discount if you discount the pack two championship game which was great top to bottom App State at Wyoming fucking sold it Wyoming 22 App State 19. And this game 
like down to the wire. We had the winds blowing at 20 miles per hour out there. We had this game sort of like turning into trench warfare for a while. It was beautiful. And then it ended on a blocked field goal or it didn't end on it. It was the very end of it. Trying to find the drive chart. Hold up. Let me find it. The drive chart is an absolute mess on ESPN. I'm just going to let you know that absolute mess. But, but the fun thing about this is, is app could do nothing but kick field goals. It was, so, it was, it was 12. It was like 12, seven at one point. 12, seven. I was like, where's the safety? I cannot find the safety here. There was a safety, but then they overturned it. I was like, Oh, come on, man. Right. We could have actually used the Wyoming dancing safety like gif for another <laughs> wyoming safety but no they took it away from us the, so app had made four field goals they go for their fifth and, and it was and it was blocked uh and, and returned for a touchdown which you know apps only points uh, uh, touchdown wise was an interception return for a touchdown so this game was just this game just felt right this this you knew it was going to be a battle there's going to be some crazy plays that would go and swing momentum just just an amazing game and you couldn't ask for anything more in a college football game it was just wild swings just nuts if you were a mountaineers fan you, you would ask for the win of course uh but you know again just laramie has this weird aura to it and there's just something about that place that <laughs> it produces some strange games and and awesome games this game is also fun if you look at the box score because App State like racked up a lot of yards and was winning for a lot of this game and just couldn't quite do the thing. And here's the thing. Like, App State was marching at the end. Mm -hmm. like, like they were there. And then you had like a pass interference call on Wyoming. App State's moving forward. They're on the App State. They have first and 10 at the Wyoming 20. And App State's like ready to go in. And Joey Aguilar just throws a pick, like the most gut wrenching pick I've seen in a long time. And that's how the game ends is on a Wyoming pick. I think it was Victoria at Dirtback Queer on Twitter that said that we need a all mountains conference because we need some, get some way to get App State and Wyoming in the same conference. That needs to be a thing that feels correct. I need to find a picture. I need to find a picture of cousin of Wyoming cousin it for you guys. Give me one second. Can we call it the the Sun Mountain West or the Sun Mountain Belt? I don't know. Uh, here we go. I'm dropping it in chat. I've got I've got cousin it in Laramie. I don't know. I don't know if it's a ghillie suit. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Oh man, I love it. It's it's what happened after ZZ Top just continued to grow out their beard. One of my favorite episodes of King of the Hills, the ZZ Top episode, but we find out that Hank is related to ZZ Top. I just think it's exciting that Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean is getting out a little bit more now. Is he allowed to be that far from the ocean? Maybe he's standing in a bucket of seawater. No, but he is now because he's he's he got he got Will Turner to do his thing, didn't he? Yeah, he's free. He's free to go to as many Wyoming games as he wants. That's after after being after marching through the with the dead through the sea for mm-hmm. 200 years he's now getting a grad degree and yep happy take your illithid to work day uh because commission's right and the problem the the play chart at espn is completely fucked up it does however turn the win probability chart into this oh no this is not this is not correct because <laughs> at the very end the chart is completely fucked up because the play-by-play is fucked up but it looks like there's a giant plateau or things yeah, just violently change. Yeah. 
I had to go to Wyoming's actual website to get their play-by-play. This, honestly, guys, might have been my favorite game of the day just in terms of being so close and just exactly what I wanted out of football that day. Other games we can talk about quickly, big things, including Coastal Carolina be, or losing to Georgia State. Georgia State is 4-0 for the first time in history. So Hell go yeah, Panthers. go Panthers. Go Panthers. This is going to be great for them in terms of just getting Atlanta like they want. Colorado State beats Mitsu at Mitsu. Assume they went home with a free Jello shop machine. That's right. I hope so. There was a tweet from the Athletic that said Colorado had a bad football weekend. Like Colorado lost to Oregon, and the you know the Dolphins beat up the Broncos seventy to twenty for a score gami, which was great. Uh, and then I was like, hey, no, no. Don't forget about the Colorado State Rams and Air they Force won. and and our boys in Colorado Springs Air Force. They won on Friday. So I was like, hey, no, don't just lump in the entire state with two losses. The, uh, the sc- state sc- went two and two. All right. School, School of Mines won. School of Mines, three and two in Colorado. How about that? But they also beat Colorado State Pueblo. So that's a three. And that goes. Uh, three oh, three and three. Oh, that's uh, uh, 500 for the. That's good. Hey, shout out to our shout out to our shout out to the ore diggers at Colorado State. They opened the season versus number three and then number four and won both of those games. They're four and zero right now. That's right. Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully I get to see them in McKinney again this year. I have nothing to say about. Uh, let me find this score. I lost my window. No, this, again. God this damn was it. it was it was twenty one twenty Arizona. Uh, yeah, but- I, I, yeah, I want to talk Arizona twenty one Stanford twenty. The the best deal you could find. In Palo Alto, you can get in this game for four American dollars, <laughs> and public transit yeah. to it because you can take a you can take the BART down there to the bus to get a bus, and like all very reasonable public transit. This game was was the classic Stanford game, where they're down twenty one seventeen, and they're trying to tie the game, and then they they mess up and they have to settle for a field goal, which they make. They field so goal, it's yeah. They field goal. And then and then they never get the ball back. So Arizona wins 21-20. Shout out to uh, Detmer Darling, uh, Jane Delora. No turnovers again for two games in a row. He's going to continue to fall down the charts. Louisville 56, BC 28. Oh, BC. What you, what you doing, baby? Obnoxiously Pit Boyfriend texted me while I was at my undisclosed, undisclosed location doing undisclosed things yesterday. Quote, Boston College versus Louisville is at 77 points in the third. You can tell he doesn't normally watch football because he gave me the total score. And I glanced at it and I was like, wait, what? Who scored 77 points in this game? <laughs> All right. I, I want to say something here. I know this game is not on the list because I'm mad. You, 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 you know, the committee folks had me take this game off the list because we had so yeah, many yeah. games. LSU and Arkansas. I, that was that a banger. Game, okay, yeah, no, you're right. That you're right. game, that game needs to be on the list every single year. I don't care. I don't care. The battle for the boot, the golden boot. It needs to be on there. It is so weird. Sam Pittman calling all these timeouts randomly, running out of timeouts, and I'm sure he could have used them at the end, which would have maybe helped. He, he had uh, he had zero timeouts the entire fourth quarter. Yes. So that that's a clock commander nominee uh, there. So you know, again. Uh, we got a couple of clock commander nominees, of course, but Dabo's, um, on, here. Dabo's on here too. There was another one too, I think, but uh, I, I joined late because crazy travel and 
Hooray. <laughs> the most embarrassing loss of the weekend in terms of just, I can't believe you did that. Northwestern 37, Minnesota 34. Minnesota, what the fuck are you doing? In overtime. In overtime. In OTB. The, they let Northwestern score 21 unanswered. 24 unanswered, I guess. I don't, yeah. Mm. That is a truly impressive amount of fucking around in order to find out in that sort of fashion. Uh, going to drop the win probability chart for you guys because you guys need to see this. Uh-oh. This one is beautiful. So, so the, <laughs> at the at the end of the third quarter, it is thirty-one. Oh my to god! Ten. Yep. And this was in hand. North- I st- I stopped paying attention because this was this was in hand. It didn't matter. Uh, I mean, leader, it was I'm ridiculous. cackling because the line just goes straight up. Just oh yeah, this is a, a visual up. medium. It it's it's it doesn't so much go up as in like it just appears there. It, it, I oh god the drive chart smashed they, into a pole. They got fucking asymptoted. <laughs> the limit approaches. Yeah, this, like this is a fucking tangent graph. Wee. Yeah, man. Oh, there's there's the ESPN version. Gives a little more to Northwestern. Gives a little gives them a little more of a boop. I'm guessing that was yeah. the overtime. That had to have been the overtime. Probably. The little like shoop shoop. Yeah. But yeah, Minnesota had this game in hand, firmly in hand. For so much of the game that I just I, I clicked off and then I there looked back up play, and it was like it's overtime. Yeah. There was a play where you know I was like Minnesota downs the punt in the end zone. I'm like oh no, he went too far into the end zone and he he was he was ready in perfect position to down the punt, but he just he did, fielded I, it it like three yards deep in the end zone I, and I attempted to down it. I don't think it looked like he forgot the rule, like because he was proud of it. He, he downed it in the end zone. He looked around. He knew where he was. And he was like, yeah, got it. Downed it here. We're good. Yeah. And his his teammate comes up to him and just starts shaking his head. Like, nope. Other games. Missouri ends up winning in St. Lou. Mizzou at the Lou ends up winning. South Carolina beats Mississippi State. And then Georgia Tech on the CW. If you didn't get this, it's because you were probably still watching, you know, 911 DFW pets or whatever. I get that. I was watching that too. But Wake gets smashed by Georgia Tech 30 to 16. This ACC, I'm really liking this ACC, guys. I'm really liking this ACC. Are you ready to talk to your kids about the undefeated Mizzou Tigers? Oh, no. I don't want to do that. You might have to do that. Have they played any SEC games yet? No. No. Okay, well, then I don't have to do that yet, then. I am going to drop the uh, the EPA chart between Wake and Georgia Tech in the chat. And you can see where Wake's, the wheels come off of Wake's bus very invi- quickly and violently. And from the looks of that, not only do they come off the bus, they also bounce down the road a piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other games that had interesting ha- things happen in them. Ohio 38, Bowling Green 7. Only interesting because Ohio had, like, three scooping scores in this game. Hmm. They just kept picking up fumbles. It was it was kind of crazy. Uh, Bowling Green had four turnovers in this game. <laughs> uh, two fumbles and two interceptions. Yeah. Oh, this was just not great for Bowling Green. Nebraska did win a game. 
they beat they beat La Tech and they beat La Tech like moderately convincingly what you'd expect them to do to a team like La Tech. Well, hold on, check check that halftime score. Mm. Was it at half? Seven seven. Oh. Okay, yeah. So like it opened up in the second half though. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, going into half seven seven. The, the the fun part is that they had Herbie the Husker shooting the uh the the the, the Gatlin Gatling guns. Gun. Yeah, when it was a scoreless game. So, <laughs> one of our committee members inside the Discord uh, sent us a photo, a video of that. So, we were eternally grateful for that. Uh, that video is like, uh, it really hypes up the crowd when there's nothing that is taking place. I, I want to know, um, because I've now observed the West Virginia Gatling gun in action uh, for several weeks. And I am curious to know if anybody else's Gatling gun is being used to shoot multiple things in each game because they do load it once with pepperoni rolls and then they load it again with t-shirts i assume so yeah the pepperoni rolls pelted the pit band by the way which was very <laughs> funny oh. like they they totally missed and just destroyed the band with it while I mean, the band was lined up for halftime so fortunately happy. pittsburghers also enjoy a pepperoni roll so oh yeah like, that's Listen, pepperoni rolls from heaven is a wonderful situation for all concerned. But I was just wondering if anybody else is attempting to use multiple types of ordnance in their um, game time siege weapon. How much fun would it be to mix it up in the volley, though? Oh, so I like this. So don't just shoot shirts or don't just shoot pepperoni rolls. You mix them in. Pepperoni roll roulette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a pepperoni roll. Maybe you get a raw ear corn. Maybe, maybe you just get a couple of lead pellets in a, in a case. I don't know. What did you load that thing with? Pepperoni rolls, t-shirts, and birdshot. Wait, are they really called Pittsburghers? What? Hmm? The Pittsburgher That's... is a uh, is a Permanti Brothers mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That's the number two special. Mm-hmm. No, no, but like Pittsburgh, is that the, is that the demonym for someone yes. from Pittsburgh? Yes. Or, I mean, yeah, because it's not Yinzer. That denotes a specific type of Pittsburgher. Okay. But like the actual name is, oh, I didn't know it was Pittsburgher. Yeah, like Puddles is a Pittsburgher. He is not a Yenzer. Yes. Interesting. This uh, is Puddles, my father, not <laughs> Puddles, the Oregon Ducks mascot. Who is neither. Uh, you know what? From now on, I'm not clarifying anymore. No, no, you no. You no, no. have to figure it out. Puddles came out wearing sunglasses and a hat and then beat on a box until his head came off. I'll let you pick <laughs> which one that was. Yep. Which one? Who can say? Uh, Arthur does ask Beth, do they shoot actual pepperoni rolls? I knew when the pirates shot hot dogs, they just shot coupons. Oh, no, they they were shooting actual pepperoni rolls. That's better. That's mm-hmm. way better. How fast could you launch something before it starts to like structurally come apart? Pepperoni rolls are pretty cohesive. I assume they like yeah, wrap pretty... them in foil or something also. You warm them up? How fast could you shoot them before they'd warm up? I mean, they air friction. Should... This is a question for the guy from XKCD. Yeah, we need to ask Randall Monroe. Okay. We need to bring him on the podcast specifically to ask this question. Or 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 whoever runs, I can't remember his name, who runs Veritasium. Either that way. would also yeah. be fine. I love that one of my favorite, like, info, info also blowing shit up YouTube channels is out of Alabama. Like, that's just, it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. Where else would it be from? I mean, I guess, where do you have more people with with knowledge of rocketry and, you know, the gumption to build a cannon that shoots a baseball at? 7,000 miles per hour. Yeah, that's Alabama as hell. Western Kentucky, 24, Troy, 27. This one looked closer than it actually ended up being. Troy played very well this game. Western Kentucky could never quite just find their shit. Uh, 
Central Michigan beat South Alabama. This was a really bizarre one because this was not how I was expecting, especially after after what happened last time. Fire up chips. Let's I, go. I told you. This was in Mobile. This is college. This is college, man. I, Any given I, I Saturday. I can feel this coming. Like, you know, South Alabama, you're like, oh, they're at home. It should be okay. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't you're know. You're right. Fire up chips. Southern Miss. We got <laughs> we got to talk about something Southern Miss. You let Arkansas State get a Sun Belt win. Well, a non-ULM. A non-ULM. Yeah, you, know, right. you, know, you know what I meant. A real, yeah. sun, sorry, a real Sun Belt win. Sorry, yes. Oh, Ouch. Sorry. Sorry. Ouch. Sorry. It was it was a bye week. I had to do something. Mm. Arkansas no, State 44, too, so USM fine. 37. Ugh. We can talk if you want to about like Ole Miss and Alabama, but I feel like no. everyone else has said no. much more interesting on that. Yeah. Done. Uh, Kamesh, let's, let's do the uh, NEC schedule rundown real quick. Yeah, let's do that. So yeah. the NEC had their actual some actual conference games this week. Sacred Heart 37, St. Francis PA 34. I do need to find the video of the end of this game because well, we both well, tweeted it. I know. It was the worst call ever, but the kicker is celebrating like a maniac. And then the guy's just like, they win the game. The call is just so. <laughs> Let me see if we can find it. Hold on. Yeah, got it. Got it here. Okay. Okay, it was just like he's like he threw his helmet off. He's doing like the we. I mean, he's running the entire field, and the announcer is just like nothing. Okay. okay, here we go. Here we go. Kick is up. Kick is good. Pioneers win. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Pioneers spoil family weekend. They spoil family weekend. Oh no! Whatever shall we do about family weekend? Kick that us was up. that was us, both of us. Kick us up. It was good. Kick us up. That was good. The only people mass spamming in EC football clips. We're giving walk off winners for Sacred Heart. I mean, because it's a great celebration. It's like kick us up. It's good. Pioneers win. <laughs> Bored now. Well, as Arthur says, won't somebody think of Family Weekend? <laughs> he ruins Family Weekend. He's a homewrecker. Uh, Stonehill, unfortunately, ran into a brick wall called Fordham. Fordham 44, Stonehill 0. Well, Ooh. I mean, you don't want to ruin Ramley Weekend. And then, Merrimack, <laughs> sorry, Wagner. I like that. Wagner has won two in a row. Two and, in a row, and and this um one it the exact same way. A weird special teams thing at the very end. Yes, they uh Merrimack was going for a kick for the win, and they bobbled the has trouble uh, with the snap. He had trouble with the snap, and and Wagner gets the win, and they they beat Merrimack, which is is a big upset. Merrimack was trying to tie it to send it to OT, and then they had trouble with the snap, and and Wagner has won two games in a row for the first time since two thousand eighteen. I can't believe it. Like that's just yes. So I'm looking count. at their team. 2018. They finished the year in 2018. Uh, they won at Bryant and at Bobby Moe. Uh, and so those were the the, the year after that. Uh, they only won one game. Uh, and then 2020. Uh, 20. They only had two games that were on two. 2021. Oh, and eleven. Uh, last year they were one and ten, and now they have two wins. They're two and two. They are five hundred. Right now, go Wagner. 
Okay, Kamish. What? We got a little time here. Tell us about your trip. Oh, what, what, what trip? What are you talking about? Uh-huh. So after you were shamed out of Texas. I was shamed and- out of Texas for my poor singing of uh, something with connecting involved. I, I don't know. It was and a big so hullabaloo. You and I went, got kicked out of Texas. You went to the holy ground of Pocatello. I did. I did go to the holy holy land of Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, the Holt Arena, the site of ULM's 1987 National Championship game. And so I, I went to go visit that uh, before I did this, which was completely ridiculous. Uh, I, I flew in from Texas, San Antonio to Salt Lake City. A little bit north of Salt Lake City is the Big Sky Conference office. And it's just like a normal like office, whatever. It's like an office building. There's like there's like insurance agencies in the same building. (laughs) Like, you know, it's 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 like okay, whatever. So we go in there and I'm wearing the big sky hoodie. The the guy Tyson in there, he's got the same big sky home field hoodie on too. So we're like, hey, we match his you know, again, I they wear hoodies more often than mine, so mine kinda still looks new because it's a hundred in Texas and it was it was like 41 in Pocatello this morning. And yeah. I get back, it's like 100, 100 degrees in San Antonio. It feels love like stepping off that Love stepping off that plane and just getting that oh, blast of... God, it was ridiculous. So we stop and we meet the folks at the Big Sky. We get, we get a tour of the office. They give us so much stuff, like so much swag. It is incredible amounts of swag. Just... They gave us like two full bags. They gave us like footballs. They they were giving us. They were trying to give us like autographed pictures of John D. Freeze, which I didn't know if they wanted me to take it or not. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Then they showed us like pictures of of you know. There's like portraits of these people that when you know Big Sky Player of the Year, and they do like painted portraits of them, and they get to That's put amazing. like their hobbies underneath. So like one's got like you know like shooting a deer. Another one, you know, they it just. It's ridiculous. So it's just crazy portraits. Uh, it just you got to see a whole bunch of stuff, and and the the commissioner of the big sky signed a ball for me for the commish of the, the Sikos committee. So he signed a ball. I ran into a problem, like trying to get all the swag back, which uh, my friends uh, Andrew and Alyssa attended with me. Because uh, it is even more insane of me that I, I have friends that are willing to go to these things with me. Yeah, uh, Andrew joined me on the fly from Houston to Salt Lake and then joined me in a car to do like Holt Arena in Pocatello. Yeah, um, they're, they're awesome. So <laughs> I thank them for coming. Uh, Andrew joined me on the crazy journey to New Mexico last year. Uh, my friend Richard did not attend uh, this year. He could not make it. And I realized he's the bad luck charm. So... Um, he is the bad luck charm. So, so Richard is, is, you know, that's why New Mexico state didn't win. Cause Richard was there. Uh, Idaho state won cause Richard was and not there. Did. So yeah, that's right. Uh, it was the big sky. Just amazing. So much swag, incredible amounts of swag. I, I will talk to you guys later and, and definitely get, get mailing some of that stuff to you because this was just so much, so much stuff. Uh, we laid it out all, all on like one of the beds in the hotel. And it was we just, great. That, uh, that and, picture was amazing. Yeah. It was just like, you got to be kidding me with all this swag. So uh, I gave a lot of it to Andrew and Alyssa just for coming uh, yeah. on the journey. So I still have a ton left. It's ridiculous. And I don't know why they gave us this much swag. And, you know, they said they're going to weigh their trophies for us too, uh, which is very nice of them. I We, we appreciate it. So I drove 
from Salt Lake stopped in Farmington, Utah. They took us out to lunch too, and there was something in Utah they they called dirty sodas. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yes, the, that's the thing because you know, hey, you they can't drink like any caffeine or anything like that, or uh, they don't drink any alcohol. They just they get all hopped up on dirty sodas, which is basically it's like a soda with like you know Tarani syrup in it different yeah, there's, flavors there's a, there's a yeah, place near me called called like swig or swizzle or something it's like a chain yeah, now yeah it's it's something like that yeah i think i have a menu of it i don't know how how readable it is but let me see if i can throw that in the chat which is, is it's, it's nuts forgive me for just, saying this is this not yes. just like mildly gentrified sonic it, yeah it was, it was, exactly, very, exactly it was it very very sonic-esque i'll say that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This sure. kind of yeah. They also because because they're off the cold caffeine thing now too. So they mm -hmm. have like monster drinks with soda. <laughs> I think there was one. I, I got something called a, a Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, which was which was interesting. It helped me give me caffeine to drive up to Pocatello, which is about two two hours and fifteen minutes north of Salt Lake. That's not far uh, at which, all. Uh, on the way up, it was it was raining uh, off and on. Which was, uh, it was interesting, but I mean, just an incredibly picturesque drive to Pocatello, which I thought for sure, uh, just thinking like, you know, it's, it's nestled in between two like mountain areas. And I was like, it's just going to be flat farmland. There's going to be nothing there. And, you know, I didn't really do too much research from it, but this, this town was, it was like nestled in like, like hills and stuff. It, it was, it was amazing. I enjoyed the town so much. Uh, the folks at Idaho State were just incredible. They allowed us like field access. We took pictures inside the the Bengal head, you know, before that they run great. out on the field. The, the dude, the security dude, yeah. you just was not give a shit about your happiness. It was great. No, he was like, y'all need to y'all need to get out the way because there's about to be a bunch of players coming through here. And he's like, all right, fine. And so I just I didn't crop that picture yet because I just loved his expression. He was like, okay, fine. The the game we we're on the sidelines for the game. And so these are two 0-3 teams, both realizing this is probably their best shot to get a conference win. Uh, or And they played incredible, like both sides, incredible. We're on the Idaho State side, and the Northern Colorado takes the opening drive down for a touchdown. We're like, okay, we're going to need to switch sides. So we, we walk to the other side of the field to get on the Northern Colorado side of things uh, because basically, like, Idaho State's first pass tipped, intercepted. And then, like, Northern Colorado misses a field goal, but then, like, Idaho State can't get anything going. We're like, okay, we're bad luck. Other side. We're, we're, we're next to the AD of Idaho State. Like, yeah. on the – and she's walking up and down, like, into every single play, like, pacing like a true fan. Just incredible. And, I mean, she's, like, sweating stuff out. She's coming to talk to us. I don't even think she knew who she was – who we were. But we're just there, and we have, like, media on there or whatever. And, and we're just – it was incredible. She was living and dying. Um, you were looking sharp you know, in all your Idaho State gear, too. Yeah, I did get uh, a, a nice little hoodie. That, shout out to the Orange and Black store, uh, which was something in downtown Pocatello, which was a, a, a really cool town. I mean, a great destination. Fantastic food. That breakfast, oh, my God. I We didn't even eat lunch after that breakfast. Okay, at, is, uh, is it, Jumbo it Jerry's. A, it was like a six egg omelet, hash browns, it's, and then what? They said that they said it was those, three. There's no fucking. They said way it was a three egg omelet. omelet. Ostrich eggs, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And that, they and said that, it was a three that egg. scone was, was like a pie. 
it, it's it, it's basically it's just fried bread because there's no yeah. donuts in in Idaho in like Washington. There's not. There's nothing like a donut shop. There's none. So it's just they what they call it. It's just like fried bread. They gave you like butter and honey. So it's kind of like a little like sopapilla style a little bit, okay. Okay. but like deep fried. Uh, it was delicious too. Just amazing. Everything was great. I I regret not getting the hash browns with brown gravy. Uh, like actual like brown gravy, which was the next time if we ever head back up there was great. They went up 21-7. Northern Colorado tied it up 21-21. And then Idaho State was able to pull away like an incredible hustle play. They probably made it on like SE top 10 hustle plays. They chased them down and they punched the ball out and they got a, a like a touchback on like a long pass. I, I got to see a punter have trouble with the snap, like, like live right, react right to that. Right in front of you. Right in front of me, having trouble with the snap, and then just get obliterated, which was nuts. I got to see the like the goal line. It was nuts. I can't believe. It. And then uh, the guy John, who is the SID of them, uh, graciously allowed us to attend. Basically, he starts lining up the student section. Uh, it's like, hey, we're going to rush the field. We're rushing the field. We're rushing the field. So they're all in like the tunnel where the players are, and they rush the field. And like they go, and I'm like, okay, fine, let's go too. Yes. And so definitely a little bit delayed. It was a lot of fun, jumping up and down, rushing the field. Um, after everybody cleared the field, I was able to get uh, uh, grab a football and and attempted an extra point a couple of times, and uh, I was able to put one through. It was it was uh, it wasn't pretty, but it went through the upright. So I'll, I'll just say that. The young lady who's who you got a picture of whose sign said. D I L F Dilfs. Damn, I love football. Wonderful. <laughs> damn, I love foot. Damn, I love football season. So damn yeah, it, it was. There was rumors swirling after the game that you know they set up the field storming just because we were there, and I was like, okay, is this cool because they wanted to storm the field because we were there, or is it just awesome that they stormed the field? Period. Yes. And so the I'm like, it, yes, yes, and yes, like to both. It, like we were just like, no. I mean, I I can't believe. You know, and then people are like, why are they still? I'm like, dude, they've only won one game like the past couple of years. So, I mean, to go and get a win this early in the season is, is amazing for them. New head coach, just just a blast. There was one guy for Idaho State is wide receiver number 15. I cannot remember his name right now, but he would catch the ball like all hands, like just straight all hands. And he would never bring the ball in. Like just all hands and to just just hold the hands the whole way and it was it was incredible to see that and I mean just a blast to be on the sidelines it was insane I could tell that the press box was super small because they had like a triple deck press box and they even had like one of the decks was there was not even inside the deck it was just like an open air <laughs> it was it was really cozy you showed me the picture it's it like, a really cozy press box it was. An awesome stadium. People didn't even realize that Idaho State had a weird, funky dome, which is great. The City Rocks, shout out to Off the Rails Brewery too, because they had fantastic beer, got some potatoes and everything like that, of course. Uh, but it was a blast, and uh, I made it back today a little bit late to the podcast because we had to get the kids settled and whatnot. But otherwise, we're we're doing great and uh, just just happy to be involved with with a win. And and uh, not 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 leaving with a loss, and I got to see a crazy celebration and field storming. That's amazing. one in a row, one in a row, one in a row. One in a row. 
before we go on to our clock commander, because we're going to get cut close on time here, I do want to mention that this was a huge weekend also in D3 um, women in college football. We had our first non-kicker woman to play in an NCAA game. She played as D-line. Was it safety? Not D-line. Um, D-back. Was she played safety? Yes, yeah, safety. Mm-hmm. safety. And she Haley Van Voorhees has played safety through high school, things like that. And she came in, register a QB hurry on third down. That's a great step. More of this, less of just women can't do this because reasons. So great for that. I think also in U Canada, they had a, a woman play this weekend too. So we're getting there, guys. Hell yeah. We'd love to see it. Love to see it. Let's do some clock commandering. Well, actually, before I get there, I do want to shout out one one FCS game because I know we're cutting short on time. North American University, who got blown up 91 points by Incarnate Word, ended up 63-3. Sorry, 91 points by Portland State, ended up 63-3, uh, losing to Incarnate Word. They North American had a total of 12 yards in this game. Ouch. And got one field goal out of it. The more I read about North American, the more I'm like, this is a real university any so mu- only in so much as that real is they are accredited by someone. And the NCAA lets you play them. We count them as an opponent. So whatever. Our clock commanders. First off, we have Sam Pittman, who blew through three timeouts with 14 minutes left in the game. Probably need to hold on to those because... Arkansas could have used a clock stop or two at the very end. Oof. We also have Dabo. Dabo. What did Dabo manage to do? I forgot what he did. We search it in the chat because it came up in our chat. Oh yeah, it was it was kind of an egregious thing that he did. I was I'm trying to remember again, like just actually being at a game and like getting bits and pieces. Yeah, of what occurred uh, was was kind of difficult. Oh oh good. Uh, for the win has uh, for the win has archived our tweet, so I can find our link from there. Perfect. Love it when other news sites archive our tweets for us so I don't have to search our own Thank thing. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, Clemson used its last two timeouts on third down replay after Clemson had accepted a penalty for some reason. And then before FSU's last fourth down while the play clock was still winding down. So, yeah. Dabo fucked that up. And then... Well, I also want to say that they didn't even try to spike it for Hail Mary, Mary at the end. They had six seconds left. They could have threw a Hail yeah, Mary. Just he it. just they just rushed it. He was just like, no, we'll just let it go. We're going to OT. I think, was it that or that he, I, I also heard that he didn't hear the call. That like he didn't hear the play call or something. I don't know. The other one, I don't know if this counts as clock commander, but it probably should. Notre Dame only had 10 people on the field for like a few of their last plays coming out of a timeout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the excuse was, well, we didn't want to rush the 11th guy on. You, you might've wanted to. You, you might have wanted to rush that 11th guy on. That might have been helpful. Why? Oh, well, it's, I don't know. Ohio State only kind of like ran right at where the hole on the defensive line was and got the touchdown that won the game after Ryan Day spent the whole game dicking around, apparently. Yeah. Listen, if I learned anything in catechism, it's leave some room for Jesus. <laughs> Wait, was that was that what Jimbo was doing? That's the real touchdown, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Jesus is the 11th uh... defender. Out of these, because I'm going to say that because the Notre Dame one was attached to a timeout, I get to call this clock commander. <laughs> and I think that this is worse than Sam Pittman's and Davos. I mean, I the outcome was certainly <laughs> decided by this decision. 
Kamesh? Man, I, I got to go with Dabo. I, I know, like, Sam Pittman's using these timeouts, and it would have been nice to stop LSU and, and from running down the clock at the end to not kick a game-winning field goal with five seconds. But but Dabo, uh, yeah, I, I, I just seeing it in person and witnessing live, I, I think, yeah, da, Dabo's got my got my nomination this week. That girl? I will be voting for Marcus Freeman. I just, man, you, you can't, you're coming out of a timeout and you don't, how, how, yeah. how? Yep. Engineering majors. That's how. Hmm. Well, congrats, Marcus Freeman. You are our clock commander of the week. Dabo, a close second. Sam Pittman, probably could have used those as well. Folks. Probably could have. Probably could have. Folks, that's all we got for tonight. We will see you on the other side where we'll talk about week five and Kamish will still be talking about his trip, I assume. Because I'm pretty sure we got no we got New Mexico talk for at least another month after last year. So I assume we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. about what I found is called a Utah scone. Mm. Ooh. There we go. Utah scone. All right. Yeah. Oh, also, real quick, shout out to Idaho for uh beating Sacramento State and ending their 19 game big sky winning streak on the they kick a field goal for the win. And then they squib kick it. Uh, and then Sacramento State fumbles the squib kick when they try to lateral. And then Idaho State, oh, I'm sorry, Idaho, takes it in for a touchdown to win 36-27. And to hit the over. And, and makes a lot of people and, so and, fucking angry. Hell yeah. Go like Vandals. A bad beat. Shout out, shout out to the Vandals. And also, I got a giant, like, five-foot Vandals flag from the big sky. So, uh, yeah, I have no idea where I'm putting that. <laughs> Oh, you are hanging that off your house, Kamish. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay, sure. Okay, folks, have a good night. We'll see you on the other side.